Yo, 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 yo. Hello, co-workers. What's up, Welcome back to another episode. A milestone episode, by the way. 25. 25. Yo. It's almost as old as me. You know, I'll be 30 for the fifth time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, welcome back, guys, to another episode of the We Outside After Work podcast. I am Dana. And I'm your second favorite. I'm Aaron. And we have a special guest in the building. Yes. Miss Bianca. What up? Shout what up? Hey. Bianca for joining us. It's finally. Now, I got to tell the story about how Bianca and I met. I didn't, I'm going to put it on the spot because she oh. didn't know I was going to tell her. Oh, yeah. um, but I used to manage the storage facility. And I, t- I try to tell you, I'm the nicest person in the whole wide world. No, you say you have charm for women. Okay, I have charm for women. That's and what wasn't, you meant. It entirely wasn't intentional. But she thought I was just so nice, right? Yes. And then, and then she was like, she was like, you was being so nice to me that I'm just gonna have to take you out for being so generous. Are you saying that to him? Absolutely not. <laughs> but Why no, are you lying on her? Because I'm messing with her. But it's been um, a dope ass friendship yeah. for shit, like six years, uh, yeah, seven I years, think you like. Have it right on the um, dot. And she's been one of those people that talk her shit. So we're going to have some fun today. That's why she's on here today. (laughs) Because we love people who talk their shit. I'm very forward. Yes. Okay. So (laughs) we always do an icebreaker game. Today we are flipping back to hot takes instead of unpack that. Because unpack that got a little too heavy. (laughs) Right? Yeah. It was crying afterwards. yeah, Yeah. It was very, very sentimental. Whose phone is that? I Bianca, I, that's your phone? I thought I We gave you the rules. We gave her the rules. I'm so sorry. All right, we're it's good. all good. It's oh off God. now. <laughs> all right, so let's get into these questions. So the first hot takes questions is, is going through your partner's phone wrong? So from personal experiences, okay, I did this maybe like twice. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I would not recommend just because when you go looking for something, even if it's just to look, you will find something that you feel like is inappropriate. So at this age of mine and in this point in dating, I do not condone going through partner's phones. But do you think it's wrong? There are stipulations, right? Like, I feel like I'm, I'm going to let you go, Bianca, but I also feel like if you get an inkling or some type of intuition that something's not mm-hmm. right and you're married or you're you're in a serious relationship, I'm not saying it's okay, but I'm not against doing it. Understood. How you feel about it? <laughs> I'm against it. I think that there's a level of trust when you're in a relationship, but I have done it. Mm. Um, Why did you do it? To be honest, a small story, that's why me and my ex are not together right now, because I went through his phone. Um, It was ringing, and it was actually open. Mm. So the text messages were coming in, and it was open, so I got to see a little of the text message, and I was like, yeah, let was me it go. was it like a number or like a, a female's name that popped up? A female's up? name popped up. You gotta mm. save it as Dunkin' Donuts yeah. next time. Brother. No, Papa John's Sheesh. a Pizza Hut. <laughs> but, 
<laughs> but for me, I honestly don't think it's wrong to go through somebody's phone. Like, do you do it? Is that something I don't you do, do it because I don't need to. Like, I'm I'm very secure. Plus, if you doing whatever you doing, it is what it, it is. It always comes to light too, right? Like, I whatever they're doing, much. I don't care that much. So, especially for well, somebody should, like me, you should care though. Why? Is it that you don't care? You're just not a jealous person. For me, I'm not really a jealous person, okay. so I don't think too much about what that person could be doing for me to try to get to the I phone. I think that might be the, the, the place that I'm at where I'm not a jealous person, so it's probably why I have that same mentality. But even if I was, I guess if I was a jealous person, it might make a difference then. I think it Change depends on the <laughs> level of the relationship, right? Because okay. if you are married, mm-hmm. like you are in a 10-year-long marriage and your husband or wife's phone keeps ringing at like weird hours of the night, mm-hmm. like 1 or 2 in the morning, and it's very suspicious, right? Like, you never had this issue before. But now, it's like, who's calling you at this time? What's so wrong I feel with 1 like, or 2 in the morning, though? But, like, so often to where it just wasn't an issue before. Mm-hmm. Like, who's calling now? I'm I'm going to, like, want to know. Like, I'm yeah. going to be like, I'm, a, I'm not going to ask. Well, you can't ask, but I feel like people, they're going to lie if they're doing mm-hmm. some shady mm-hmm. shit, right? But that's when you got to keep your hoes in check. Because why are you calling me at these type of Why hours? do you have holes if you're married? Mm. Because, <laughs> like, it, women have holes all the time. I can't tell women not, what not to do. I think for me, because I see marriage as, like, such a sacred um, thing, mm-hmm. I don't think it's okay to have, like, sides and holes and this, that, and the third. Because, mm-hmm. like, we've taken that oath to each other and, yeah. I don't think people hold marriage as sacred as it once was. I agree. Because I know a lot of married people who do do shit on the side, mm-hmm. which is And it's crazy. a norm. Those women be taking their rings off in the gym. It's a shame. The men, too? What? I, I'm not married. I'm not married. Not you, but I, I know more married men than not mm-hmm. who, like, speaking of, they use Instagram. Mm-hmm. As their way to communicate with other women. Mm. So that's a good segue into our next question. Okay, so do y'all think liking someone's thirst traps on Instagram is a form of cheating? Me personally, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I don't. (laughs) Um, It's a picture. First off, if you go to Las Vegas and you see the Chippendales... You like the Chippendales as a woman? Is that a form of cheating? I never been to Chippendales. Okay, any male strippers? Is that a form of cheating? To some people, it shouldn't be. To some people. Well, that's that's how I feel. I feel like if a dude goes to a strip club, it is what it is. It's entertainment. But let's be honest, some women do get jealous of that. So this conversation is clearly centered around jealous women and their needs to control their jealousy. That's true. Because at the end of the day, it's harmless. It's a picture. Well, I think for Instagram, that's the purpose of it, right? Mm-hmm. Is to like pictures and videos. Mm-hmm. But then it gets to a point where if you are now commenting on people's stories, you're sending emojis, you're now like I have a bunch of people who are in the restricted section of my DMs who talk to themselves. Just because if I was to open that Pandora's box and respond, mm-hmm. like I already know what they want. Like they want to meet up, they want to get to know me, they probably want sex, and I know for sure that that's not what I want from them. Like I'm not using Instagram especially for those men. See, for that. I'm glad I'm not a woman <laughs> cuz I'll be using them like shit. I, I got shit to do. I got bills to pay. Like if you want to pay it but this is some people use dating apps and mm-hmm. Instagram could be a form of a dating mm-hmm. app mm-hmm. 
I've heard that before. Yeah. Well, Facebook like dating. It's the perfect way to communicate. And this is something that um, I don't know if we mentioned it on the podcast or I was having a different conversation where Boozy was like, if your girlfriend got an Instagram, I got her number. Right? <laughs> yeah, you got access to her. Essentially. Yeah. And like we talked about a couple episodes ago, like that unlimited access is really troublesome for a lot of people mm. because... I could like Beyonce's pictures all I want. Everybody knows. Beyonce don't count. But everybody knows. Do you I'm have never access gonna, to Beyonce? Ex- what? If you let me finish, <laughs> I'm going to get to it. Everybody knows I don't have access to Beyonce. But I, what's crazy is we had this conversation before, and I said, but I do have access to Bianca. No pun intended. This is literally <laughs> our conversation a couple of episodes ago. Um, and that's the truth. Like, yeah. you know, because it's something so, like, I can touch this actual person. That's where the jealousy tends to apply because it's like, wait a minute, this ain't Halle Bailey, like Halle Bailey. Yeah, the, yeah. That's her name, right? Halle yeah. Berry. Did I mess it up? I don't know which one you're talking about. <laughs> oh, okay. Because it's Haley Bailey. Oh, my bad. Haley. Halle. 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 <laughs> it ain't one of them. Yeah. You feel me? So because it's somebody that is truly accessible in your life, it's like it, it makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah, because I have a friend who she actually counts when her like she doesn't she doesn't count her boyfriend's followers but she notices his instagram page so mm. where if he's following an extra person she knows who's who it is all right can, and can i we, feel like that we... is that is a little crazy yes. i'm not condoning that what do you tell her i don't say shit Why? because she's gonna she's gonna do what she wants to do regardless but i'm like but that's that's toxic yeah it is. and it's that's very too much toxic. time on a person's hands if you have to do all of that to keep track of the person you're with then Don't yes, you do have to reconsider the relationship because there's no trust. And there's no trust there, but that's like <laughs> one other topic for another day. Well, speaking of another topic for another day and Instagram, we were talking about this a little off air. Yeah. Um, and one of my friends, she used to always tell me to appreciate my brownness, right? Because I have beautiful brown skin. Um, so she would tell me not to filter my pictures. Did you see my eyes rolling? No, we didn't because the camera was on my beautiful brown skin. Um, (laughs) Okay. I love your skin, our skin. So the ladies were saying, like, there's nothing wrong with a filter. I said that a filter is a minor form of self-hate. You know, tell tell us why y'all disagree. It's not. Like, filters are there to enhance your beauty, right? Or Mm -hmm. in days where you don't feel like putting on makeup and stuff, but you want to just take a nice little selfie, then you... Take your selfie and post it. So why it's not nice when you just take a selfie? So I have selfies that are like unfiltered, mm-hmm. no filter, and then I have ones with filters. But I don't think of myself as less than when I use a filter. Mm-hmm. Like I don't feel like I hate myself for that. Okay. So I think it's more of a self-hate thing if you feel like you can't live without the filters. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have some people that... They're never posting in their natural state. And that's when I think it's a little problem. Yeah, the lines get blurred. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, what's the reality and what is fake? But at the same time, you got people who won't post a picture without the perfect filter. Like, they'll take 37,000 pictures, but then all of a sudden you get the Instagram, and it's like, uh, that don't work, uh, that don't I work, Helvetica. I think us women uh, do that anyway, right? Like, we take a bunch of pictures, and then we kind of just weed out the one that is the best. But I don't think that's, like, self-hate. That's just more so I'm going to post the picture that's most bomb. <laughs> I don't think so, because... I mean, I love being a woman, but we always have something to complain about, whether it's our hair. We find some fault in something, we can get our hair done or our nails done, and maybe they didn't do it exactly the way we mm-hmm. um, pictured in our head. Or 
So I feel like that's women in general. I think that's people in general. Mm. Because I think men are, like, I know some men who they're very Mm self-conscious like they need their ego fed in order to have that confidence yeah like the like count like if you don't have enough likes on a picture like which is why instagram switched Mm -hmm. to just the likes like we actually do that with our reels Mm -hmm. but that's a proven fact to where people will not like reels or pictures if the like count is low which is odd Mm. because if you like me like me Mm -hmm. if you don't you well, there, there, okay, so there's there's a hierarchy on social media, right? Like, mm-hmm. if it was, for example, I'm gonna say like Kim K because she's known to have like millions of followers. If she posts something, we know she's gonna get like 20, 30 k likes on her pictures. But if it was like us or like the Instagram page, we're not gonna get that many because we're still new people. Like they're they're still like understanding like mm-hmm. who we are. So I get it, but I think like. I don't mind like hiding the likes so we can get more engagement because mm-hmm. people do comment more when they notice that oh you can't see how many people like yeah. the and post. I think it takes away some of the some of the stress from from social media right where it's like oh this person because I know if I see a random girl that's in my it says follow at the top that I don't follow and she got twenty five thousand likes why am I liking another one. Like, mm. it, I don't know who this person is. I didn't know people thought like that. I mm. definitely don't think like that. Yeah, Instagram is a whole other yeah, beast. It, but <laughs> but because I think for me, I don't look at Instagram as just like a social space. Mm-hmm. Because I've made money on my personal page from Instagram, like, I realize this is a business. Like, this can be used to make a stream of income, Mm -hmm. which is why we have the podcast and, like, we have an Instagram page for it. So because of that, like, I'm always looking at ways of, like, how to increase engagement, Mm -hmm. like, when to post, what kind of stuff does our audience want to see. So those are things that I'm, like, constantly thinking about. Yeah, another thing that we should take advantage over is when Instagram have, like, real viral moments. Like, this week, Chris Brown had a super viral moment. A baby. A baby. Um, (laughs) Super duper viral moment. I'm not a big fan of any. I like his music. Okay. Okay. So, on Instagram stories, he went through and he basically um, called out a couple of non. Can we gotta start from the beginning? I right, start from the beginning. Dana, Dana got you the rundown. St- okay. Nah, go ahead. I'm, Write I'm it down. Give the rundown. Okay. Let me get a sip. That's her baby. You know. <laughs> she has the whole story. Yeah, I, I definitely know what's going on with my baby. But it started because the. Ex Cheetah Girl 3LW member. Damn, not an ex Cheetah Girl. <laughs> yeah, Cheetah Girls isn't a thing anymore. I know, but it's like you started with that. That was shady. She started. <laughs> so, you know what's funny, though? She started as a 3LW member, and mm. that was actually my first CD I brought. Was oh, the 3LW that. CD, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had like a pink Hello Kitty uh, radio mm-hmm. where I played it in. Yeah. Anyway, so Keely Williams, that's Is her that name. Is that her name? Keely? Oh. Keely. I thought it was Kylie. No, it's Keely. I didn't know. That. I heard her pronounce it before, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the I, I don't want to yeah. hear her pronounce okay. nothing, by the way. You know, that list is. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's it's an so impediment. Funny. That's a speech impediment. Stop I, it. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have a speech impediment, but not to that extent. So I'm not going to make fun of her. Anyway, so she randomly like went on this rant because Chloe Bailey mm-hmm. and Chris Brown, they're coming out with a song on the 24th. And her issue was that black women are supporting Chris Brown. So it was like Summer Walker um, a few other people who recently did songs with Chris Brown. But because of her her yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah she was on his last album 
but because he has the the history of that domestic violent violent situation with Rihanna, her thing was why are black women supporting him, right? So that mm. was like her thing. And I guess he, because he's currently on tour in mm -hmm. London, and I went to his tour last summer when it was in the U.S. It was bomb. So, yeah, if you haven't seen Chris Brown in concert, I highly performer. recommend going. You went? Yeah. No, just oh. overall on TV. You, okay. You yeah, put you put a lot of passion behind his work. Exactly. So I guess he was just sick of people constantly, like, bringing that up in conversation when he does anything. Like, he puts out a new album, mm -hmm. he goes on tour. Like, they're always bringing up that specific situation and even when rihanna like performed at the super bowl that was like a thing because he like shouted her out saying congratulations to her baby mm -hmm. anyway um he clapped back and basically like called her out and was like called kylie keely keely out, out okay. yes mm -hmm. because that's like the go-to thing that everyone mm -hmm. does for him and then he came out and posted a whole bunch of like these white actors and actresses who have been arrested for domestic violence mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and people still support them. Like they don't bring them up. They're still in like the newest, hottest movies. But because it's him, they're like, you know, always on his ass. So that was the issue. And I think one of the people mm -hmm. that he brought up, I don't know if you know who Dana White is. But Dana yes. White is the he's the owner of UFC or CEO, one of them. Yeah. Um, and he's literally the the manager of a fighting business and he out here smacking up his wife on New Year's Day, where oh, everybody gets to see it. Now, granted, she hit him first. So I don't think that he should be like penalized or anything, something crazy that she wouldn't be penalized. But in retrospect, you can say the same thing about Chris Brown. Because everyone, from every detailed report that we received, it was a mutual thing. They both I don't were... want to go into the situation of what mm -hmm. happened, just because, like, it was such a big thing back then. Mm -hmm. But either way, he, that happened when he was 17. He's 33 now, still continuously on the charts, putting out music, going mm -hmm. on tour, working with the biggest artists. But... And that's something we mentioned on episode three, I think, mm -hmm. where, like, mainstream America, they would never want to see him, like, perform at the Super Bowl because of that. I don't condone domestic violence, but people make mistakes. Okay. Right? People make mistakes, and he was super young. But the reality is, um, and I don't know if I should say this, but a part say of it, it is girl. him being a black man. Mm -hmm. <sighs> say it. Talk him being a black talk man. Talk to him, Bianca. Um, that is major, him being a black man. That I, I would say out of 100%, that has to be 80% of it. Mm, um, okay. But again, people make mistakes, and he was super young, and I think that he learned from that. I don't think that he should be going through everything that he's going through right now. Yeah, and I think, like, he's not consecutively hitting women, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he's not constantly with someone else, and then um, he's, like, beating them up and mm -hmm. condoning that. Like, we don't get that from him. Like, we see him being a father to his children and being very, like, soft with them and, and just, like, minding his business. Mm -hmm. But, see, I think society has this issue with contrition right we ask people to be very contrite in their actions be apologetic so we can forgive them but deep down they don't want to if michael vick would have ever made it to the super bowl it would have been people outside protesting for mm -hmm. Peter, right mm -hmm. michael vick fought dogs in 2006 if he would have been in the super bowl in 2026 I heard he's an asshole though 
So what? Okay. People are assholes in real life. People yeah. don't have to be nice people for you to treat them like I didn't pay my time. He went to jail. He did his thing. If Chris oh, Brown, Michael Vick went to jail. So if Chris, Chris Brown, Brown if Chris Brown mm-hmm. does his time, at what point do we have to say, hey, we forgive them? All these people, they tend to be religious. Forgiveness is in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you want to complain you about somebody I, like that, I heard though is like because he does a lot of like independent stuff like Chris mm-hmm. Brown, like he has these major labels. Like they're on his ass behind the scenes, like really trying to like um, discredit his character. Like they mm-hmm. don't want him to succeed because I don't know what happened behind the scenes, but there is probably some big name people who are like, no, we want to see the demise of Chris Brown, regardless of like him changing, getting mm-hmm. older, like his music, like his art, fuck that. his mm-hmm. dancing ability. Like Chris Brown is a fucking unicorn. He's a like, living legend. Like it's yeah. the things that he do that other people just can't do. And granted, he's not Michael Jackson. Don't ever say that ever again, <laughs> by the way. Uh, wait, uh, before we go on to the next topic, <laughs> Since you brought that up, okay, I actually actually had a, a um, it was like a back and forth with one of my friends. I hope it wasn't. He was like, it's about Chris Brown and Usher. That's, that was the conversation. Okay. He was like, Usher Bianca is way... Bianca don't even pay no money. <laughs> I want to no. hear this. I love Usher. I love Usher, too. I listen to him daily. But they were like, oh, there's no comparison because Usher, like, he can sing a cappella. Like, he... And I was like, there is no comparison. I agree with that. And two, I don't know if anyone has seen Chris Brown's documentary on Netflix. It's been on there since, like, 2019. And he said he literally learned his craft mm-hmm. from Usher mm-hmm. and Michael Jackson. So that's like saying, that's like comparing LeBron and Michael Jordan. I was Jordan. do all that, too. Yeah. I had to make I, sure you see, had I it. brought in the sports. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin, I'm catching on. She's catching on, Marvin. I'm catching on. She's catching on. Yeah. So, like, wow. how can you compare the teacher and the student? Like, that's my thing. Eventually, they gotta they gotta go up against each other. That's why, like you you can't just ignore the fact that Chris Brown and Usher and Michael and that other guy who we don't name, like those no, are. No, he doesn't count. I mean, from I a, love, from an R and B perspective, I love that Chris gives respect where it's due. Right, um, and all three are from different generations. Exactly. Shout out to all of them. You know, Chris, we support you. Yeah. Don't make no more 40 song albums. So I, 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 I listen lo- to all of them. Dana listened to all of them. That's my favorite album, Heartbreak on a Full oh Moon. It was 40 goddamn songs on it. Okay. Every song That's hit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Drop a bomb from Bianca. She already know the vibes. Not yes. Chris Brown. Um, <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Chris Brown was overworking on that goddamn album. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Okay, so speaking of overworking, yo, you good with the segues today. I think it's, it's both of us. We, the chemistry is, is here. Okay, speaking of overworking, there was this video that Viola Davis put out. I'm not sure if you've seen it, Bianca. I did. Oh, you did? Okay, mm-hmm. perfect. Heavily filtered woman, by the way. I'm sorry. Hold on. What do you mean? Mm. You ever seen that picture? She like Oprah with the face. Go ahead, continue. I'm sorry, that was what messed does that up. Mean? That was messed up. Continue, Dana. My that bad. That sounds fucked up. <laughs> anyway, so she put out. She was on a video, and she basically said how overworking is a side effect of cultural trauma. So basically, meaning because of, you mm. know, um, it is Black History Month, but mm. it's Black History every day for every us. Day. There you go. But just to bring it back to slavery. 
Um, because that was our American history, right? Where we had to like work on these plantations and like really do everything for our quote unquote masters and stuff and basically take care of their children. Like that has, um, went down through the generations to where that's just our culture, right? Like we're constantly like working hard, trying to get ahead, which is true. Like we do have to work 10 times harder to get to the top. Like Mm -hmm. that's a known fact. So her point was that it is a side effect of our cultural trauma. What do you guys think? Mm. I personally disagree. Um, From a male perspective, I'll start. Because I do think men are pre-programmed to just have that natural mentality to bang a hammer. Like, sometimes you just want to work. Mm-hmm. Like, when I'm bored, I just want to do shit. Like, like I build shit? Like, build, build the shit, house? Dude. I might not be able to build the house, but mentally, I want to build something. Like, mm-hmm. I want to go and be constructive. Whether it's creative, whether it's physical, I always want to be doing something. I always okay. want to work. You're always trying to do um, stuff with your hands. And from a woman's perspective... Nowadays, with more women being in the workforce, I don't see anybody working as hard as black women. And I don't think it's simply because... Drop a bomb for that. Drop a bomb for black women. Women's History Month next month. It is. Women's History Every Day. My birthday is March 3rd, so (laughs) the next episode will be... Oh, my mom's is March 8th. Pisces. Oh, Pisces. Here we go with these damn Pisces. I can't escape the Pisces. (laughs) But Um, you're always around us. But um, black women... I don't see anybody getting as disrespected in the workforce. I don't see anybody doing all the little things, all Mm -hmm. the big things, but they just don't get the equal pay. So Mm -hmm. part of it is like, yeah, they probably do work through some trauma, but I also think that they just work. Like, that's just their mentality is like, I'm going to get it done. Like, black women are driven. Black women are focused. I think because we have to be. Exactly. I don't think that... We are born wanting to work hard and go hard. It's because we have to be. It's Can I ask beca- you a quick question? I don't mean to interrupt no, you. No, it's fine. If you didn't have to be, would you still be? I would still work. Um, and I think that's the difference because you put white women in that same category. They're going to sit their ass at home and they're going to go looking on Amazon for They have a thing. choice to be like a stay-at-home mom for the most part, and right? And they, they'll take it. Whereas black women, not saying that they wouldn't take it collectively, we're not going to generalize, but I also think that a lot more black women want, they want the rubber on the road. Like, they want to be out there. But that comes from trauma Mm -hmm. and being disappointed so much as well. Mm, Um, Speak on the disappointment. Yeah, so I think that plays a role of wanting to work and making sure that you have something just in case... You know, that relationship. Because people are not reliable for the most part, right? And I think, just speaking for myself, like, um, I'm a very um, independent person where, like, I make sure that I'm good. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm always taking care of things because I don't necessarily like to depend on people Mm -hmm. because I've had more people than not not come through, right? So, um, to bring it back to the cultural trauma, I can agree with Viola Davis Mm -hmm. to an extent Just because I think, like, when you have the mentality of, like, you know, we are discriminated against in certain aspects and different um, environments, we do have to work 10 times harder Mm -hmm. and show that we are um, knowledgeable for certain things as well and we are equipped with the skill set to have these jobs, right? So, um, yeah, that's my standpoint. Do you believe that gender roles is integral in the trauma, though? Like, if women were... 
limited to different roles through slavery and just men were the ones doing all the working and all that stuff. Do you think that that would have made a difference? Like the the women in the slavery times, like they were doing a lot of things in the house and they were getting raped as Mm -hmm. well. So they were they were working just as hard, just in a different way. And I apologize that came off insensitive. That was not my intention. (laughs) So I'm sorry. Um, But it's not funny. But because I believe that gender is so specific in this conversation because when the black woman is such a fierce like strong yeah work no we get to the bag mm-hmm. like we definitely, definitely make sure that shit is secure like we're we're one of those people that people come to when they need answers mm-hmm. they need someone to rely on and like figure shit out and then they also do that sneak shit where they need somebody to speak up and they need somebody to be strong and they need somebody to 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 be that that brick wall that you can't penetrate. Mm-hmm. So if you have like an issue, it's like going to the restaurant, right? And you don't give me my my croutons on my salad. It's like oh I'm the black woman, something. the black woman's going to say something, right? Not because I'm black though. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think white no, women do that. They don't. Okay, I, I don't, I don't think know. they do that. But you don't get tired of that. You don't get tired of having to work so hard or having to speak I up. I do. Mm-hmm. It's very exhausting. Like, it's definitely exhausting. But to me, it's like, well, if I don't do it, then people are going to take advantage. So mm-hmm. what's the other alternative? And you say white women don't do it. I think that they don't have to do mm-hmm. it because they're not usually put in that position. Exactly. And they start crying. Like, that's what you said, right? Like, <laughs> I you cannot stand <laughs> that shit. Yo, ain't nothing that's going to make like me ignore you quicker. Shit. No, that shit is dangerous, though. <laughs> Like, like I'm just going to walk away. Like, I cannot combat this white woman crying. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, that's like their superpower. Did you watch crying. the Best Man um, final chapters? Yeah, of course. You remember when the white woman was crying and he had that montage of just, I'm going to go up to him and I'm going to say something. Then yeah. deep down, like, it ain't even worth it. Because yeah. you can't you can't defeat the white woman and white her motherfucking tears, tears. yo. That shit is dangerous. Like, it's, it's really crazy. I wonder what would happen if we just started... Randomly crying. Nothing. They would ignore your ass. Like, <laughs> we what the would fuck not is you be. Crying we for? would not be seen in the same light, light. as them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just because all through history, like black women were known as like, for some reason, being much stronger and having like mm-hmm. a higher pain tolerance. That's why, back in the um, like the early 1900s and 1800s, like we were used as guinea pigs, mm-hmm. especially in the medical field, especially where for, they um, the. Pregnancies and stuff like that. Yeah, like the GYNs and Mm -hmm. OBGYNs and stuff. Like They felt like we had a higher pain threshold where you can operate on us and do Mm -hmm. all types of crazy shit without us like feeling it because they claimed that um, whatever fucking test they ran, we were just more um, stronger. stronger, And they do that nowadays too, subtly, when you go to the maternity ward in these hospitals. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know how you experienced. Do you want to talk about it? I don't. It gets oh, me it emotional, but okay. I think okay. that it's still a thing um, mm-hmm. where we're complaining about being in pain and mm-hmm. they kind of brush us off for yeah. sure. Well, it's okay. Just take a couple more contractions. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. no, motherfucker, I need that and epidural, goddammit. They have, um, they always have like fibroids and stuff, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then doctors usually don't necessarily like take it that serious Seriously. because it's like, oh, you'll be okay, you'll be fine. And then now you have like ovarian cancer. Yeah. And it's like they, like Dana said, they look at your pain threshold like, oh, you can take it. Like, first off, even if I could, as a doctor, you shouldn't. Why want me are to. you exactly? Mm. Why are you uh, like wanting me to take pain when you're supposed to give me something to help? But I also think that's why it's important for the significant other to be in those rooms. Um, wow, I had a baby during COVID, so mm-hmm. it was a little different. I don't. I think he was a little before COVID, yep, right? I sure was. So 
having that that masculine figure in the room to step up and to speak up um i do think we are losing a little bit of that so like even situations speak on it Aaron. even you see i got you right even situations like I love the even situations like the um ebony photo shoot with jonathan majors or the vogue show photo shoot with rihanna and asap rocky mm. It's putting these men in these effeminate kind of positions, mm-hmm. in these postures. Do you think it's just black men? Um, I don't think it's the just black men. Of black They're trying men. to do the same thing with Harry Styles, but because it's pop music, it comes off like Prince or Michael Jackson, mm. so it's acceptable. Okay. But when I look at Jonathan Majors, I don't look at him like some bitch. I was, I was, I was surprised by that. Like he had on what was it, pink pants or something? The shit? pant boots. Yeah, but Pantaboots. he was like, and he was like doing a kissy face, and like I didn't, I never mm-hmm. viewed him like that. Mm-hmm. So it was such a surprise to see that picture. What did it make you feel like? I was like, oh, this is different. Did it make you feel like he was less than a man? I just want to know who. No, no, mm-hmm. not at all. And um, who's judging? I'm asking. Is it our own people? I think so. I want to say from Aaron's perspective, because you did mention how mm-hmm. you feel like it is emasculating. Mm-hmm. Like, what is your example or what is your definition of being masculine? Mm. So I don't think that it's necessarily him being emasculated. I think it's the visual, right? So anybody can make a kissy face. That don't make me less of a man, right? Mm-hmm. The simple definition of a man is a protector and a provider. Mm-hmm. You do those two simple things for me, and to me, that's being masculine enough, right? I can't tell you to be the strongest, the toughest, the roughest guy out there, but at the same time, don't put me in positions where people are having, having these perceptions of me. Now they're questioning. Yeah, because I, I don't think it's fair for him because I, I don't, I've never seen him not be in a masculine mm-hmm. light. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's Lovecraft Country or Harder They Fall or Ant Man, I'm not that big on like his background, so I don't Thanks. really mm-hmm. know. Um, but with ASAP, I'm a fan of ASAP. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. about him? I feel like with Rihanna, people are only judging because they know that she's more successful than mm-hmm. him. So it just looks like I feel like he's okay with taking the back seat, though. Right? I agree. Like I, that's the the energy I get because. In that picture, he is seen holding the baby in the back while she's mm-hmm. in the front, like, mm-hmm. doing her pose and whatever. Because she is a billionaire. We mm-hmm. know that. And she is, like, the more successful one, like you said. So what's the mm-hmm. what's the problem? But it that? doesn't mean that he mm-hmm. doesn't lead. Yes, I, I agree. I'm going to give you the perspective from what I've seen, not from what I believe. Because I don't think it was nothing wrong with it. The way that people saw it is he took a softer look. He took a softer, submissive role. Mm-hmm. Whereas Rihanna had that dominance. She had, like, oh, yeah. a more fierce face. And she had on, like, the smoky eyes. Yeah, I'm like, like, ooh. It gave off the impression that I'm the king and you're, you're not even the queen. Like, you're, you're the man. That's a reach. I'm just telling you. Yeah. I'm just telling you from the reach. perspective of what I've seen online. Okay. So, um, I want to talk about my other baby, Nancy Keys. So he did say. Is he in the picture? Now I'm messing with you. (laughs) (laughs) Chill out. (laughs) But no. So he actually said, because I watch a lot of his interviews. Do you know who that is? 19 Keys? I don't. Okay. So he puts out a lot of, he's a Muslim like thought leader. So he's, his whole mission is basically to enlighten and educate the black community of what's going on in the world. So he had a video on YouTube where he actually talked about how the agenda of America is to emasculate the black man. Mm-hmm. Like it's just shown in different ways. And um, like, it's his job to really like 
understand why and to just like continue like the masculinity and make sure that like black men are are knowing that they're seen in that light right Mm -hmm. so he was saying the um his definition of masculinity is a man who takes charge takes lead and is successful is either being successful within like his family his community accomplishing goals and making sure that um shit is just basically taken care of so, but what happens if if a man struggles? Is he now no longer masculine? No, because that's that's norm. That's that's being human, right? Yeah, I, for I sure. understand that. But if your definition is to take lead to be successful, yada yada, most women ain't about to just take the lead or take be submissive to a broke nigga. That's different. I'm you're not, saying, you're yeah, saying a broke no. nigga and yeah. then okay, like okay. someone Some, who is broke niggas is struggling. T- is going through hard times yeah. or listen, broke niggas gotta come up. What we y'all gonna wait for? Listen, so okay, go ahead, Bianca. I'll I feel you like you either have that hustle and drive in you or you don't. And you can see that mm-hmm. in men and women. Um at a certain age if you're still making excuses and stuff, that's not gonna work for me. Okay. Okay. Sorry about that. Yeah. So <laughs> right, and I think I think when it comes to just the human perspective, like being someone who is struggling, mm-hmm. when it comes to dating, like the purpose is to have a partner, right, and to have someone to build with and all of those great things. But I think people be are so focused on like trying to just have somebody with them, and mm-hmm. they haven't accepted just being by themselves and like actually enjoying their alone time. I think once you are focused on your goals and accomplishments and like getting your shit together, then you should start looking for someone Mm -hmm. to add. Like don't try to add someone to fill a void Mm because that never ends well. Like focus on like getting your shit together and um, doing things that will help your mental health and all of that and then add someone to it. But at the same time, we have a society where sex is very prominent. So... From 17, most people probably lost their virginity in high school, right? Now you might deal with childhood or a, a teenage pregnancies, mm-hmm. and now you're you're stuck together for a pretty long time. You're not going to get away from this person. So what then do I do if I'm that person that's struggling? What then do I do? Do I be masculine and I, I can't figure out the two things that's happening at the same time? I think therapy Mm -hmm. is important. Yeah. A lot of people are against that, but therapy is very important. And still taking that time out, even if you're in a relationship or bonded, you still need that personal time to really grow and find who you are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, like, having children with someone, that is a lifelong commitment, right? Like, you may not be together with the person. No. <laughs> you may not be together with the person, but like y'all built, a, not built, but you created mm-hmm. a human together. So you're going to have some type of tie. I think that shouldn't, because how, how many people do we know that they're like, oh, I'm staying with this person for the kids? Oof. Right? And having children with someone, um, sometimes that breaks the bond. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. A lot of people break postpartum and end up depression. breaking up because of that. Things change. Yeah. Like once you have a child and you add a child to the mix, like you can't just like get up and go. Like emotions are different. Like 
like women like we're now like self-conscious about certain things and if you don't have a partner that is supportive right is supportive who can understand that who actually wants to understand that because there's a difference from someone who like truly cares Mm -hmm. and someone who's like oh um you don't want to have sex with me all right bet i'm gonna go find it somewhere Mm -hmm. else Mm -hmm. or like i'm not getting what i want from it even though you just birthed a child Mm -hmm. from me a big-headed ass Mm -hmm. baby and you know, like, I'm just not sexually attracted mm-hmm. to you. I'm going to go find it somewhere else. And we can flip this to the other side also where women do suffer from those same transgressions where it's not just men constantly skating off, even though it's more likely. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have relationship issues that, like Bianca said, we probably need to go through therapy. Yes. But this is also why I am a big proponent of dating should not be legal (laughs) until you're like 25 or 30. Not legal. Legal because (laughs) we don't have enough life experience. We don't have enough uh, peer-to-peer evaluation skills to even know how to communicate with each other. But we fucking and having babies and now we stuck with each other and shit don't work. And now we like, oh, where's the generational wealth? We don't have generational conversations. That's where the parents come in, right? Like the parents. But the parents went through the same thing. They Mm -hmm. did. But Mm -hmm. someone has to stop that um that trauma, that cycle, right? The government. But no. (laughs) You got something (laughs) to say. That's a good one. I mean, I think dating is important. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of people actually don't know how to date. They don't. A lot of people end up meeting this one person, jumping into a relationship before they even know the person, and then it doesn't work out a few months later. Instead of actually building bonds, building friendships, mm-hmm. building experiences, and going from that. And I think nowadays, this is something that um, me and my grandma have talked about. She's about 74, 73, 74. And she always talks about being a baby boomer and how we were that generation to where women, they were now, like, going out into the workforce. Like, Mm -hmm. they were now, like, wanting to take care of the families because, like, the husbands were going off to war and Mm -hmm. shit like that. So her thing is, like... um, birth control was actually something that came about during like the baby boomer era Mm -hmm. and she was like in today's society there's so many different contraceptives and ways to not continue a pregnancy Mm -hmm. so if you truly don't want to have a child you don't have to have a child um that's Uh, a woman thing that's not a man thing people don't need kids but i say that because i can't control you going through with the pregnancy mm-hmm. so yeah i'm talking from a woman's okay. perspective okay. I'm not saying to make sure. a, yeah <laughs> no i'm saying like as a woman like mm-hmm. we just have so many options so i'm not saying that you have to get rid of the child because like the relationship doesn't work with the baby father i'm saying like oh i believe in that okay <laughs> I'm sorry. What, getting rid of the baby? If I, do. Want I, I do. I but do, but I don't want to say it. So, uh, <laughs> I, people might hate me, but... Oh, yeah, I don't want to say it. But she um, said, that's, no. no, that's facts, though. If like, things are not working, a lot of women know that things are not working exactly. prior. And you're, you're bringing a it's baby. It's not going to make it better. Now you're bringing a baby into a situation that you know is going to be a struggle yeah. for this child. Mm-hmm. But Why? it doesn't have be- to be. Because of your own personal traumas? People are already struggling within themselves and financially, physically, mentally, and then they mm-hmm. bring it Listen. in relationships, and then they bring in a child thinking that it's going to be better. It's going to fix things. Well, it's going to make things much harder. That's where we need more women to go into these courtrooms and talk to these judges because when men are in these child support rooms, they don't have that type of sympathy. But, like, 
so it's a lot of men that don't want to have the children that they're bearing. Yeah, but then um, they're forced, right? To yeah, and then it, it's not creating love, mm-hmm. right? I don't, I don't believe that child support should be priority number one in those court proceedings. We talked about this before, um, and until we establish that love is priority number one, it's going to continue to be these situations where it's going to be bitter baby mamas, bitter mm-hmm. baby daddies. The children are being grown up in these continuously generationally traumatic experiences, yep. and then they're going to continue to work excessively trying mm-hmm. to overcompensate. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that a DNA should be mandatory before a man getting on child support? I do. I believe that the Which woman should. I, I believe that a woman should also request it. Um, so not to make this personal, <laughs> but we like personal. It's a podcast. But in my in my son's situation, we we had a DNA test. It was her prerogative. Granted. I did the whole challenge thing at first, and she was like, okay, since you're challenging them, um, we're going to go to court. What's the challenge? She, I challenged that, the paternity. <laughs> ah. Um, wasn't granted, yours. I never really doubted it. The story you just was, wanted some, yeah, like, the story was a little off, facts. so I just wanted to make sure that everything Validation. was copacetic, as Dana say. Um, and... <laughs> 99.7% sure he's mine, but it's still 0.3%, Jaden. So, <laughs> so if you act up, I'm going to send you back. Okay. All right. Well, um, we are almost at time. So we are getting to the last segment of the episode, which is highlighting someone who is influential in our lives, who is specifically black, because it is Black History Everyday Month. <laughs> So, um, Bianca or Aaron, which one do you want to take the floor first? I'll take the floor. So, obviously, y'all know I'm a poet, right? Are you? I am a poet, snap, snap. Um, (laughs) I want to give a huge shout-out to Langston Hughes. Um, Not because Langston Hughes is a black man, but because Langston Hughes is a transcendent artist, right? While we look at the Harlem Renaissance as this, this black artistic explosion in American history... When we look at Langston Hughes and the other artists of the Harlem Renaissance, we look at them as artists. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the most important things about black art is look beyond me being black, but don't forget that I'm black. Like mm-hmm. when you look at um, Louis Armstrong or James Brown or Michael Jackson or Chris Brown, um, yes, they're black men, but they are <laughs> transcendent artists. And it's, it's guys like Langston Hughes that set that tone to say, look at me beyond what you want to limit me as I'm beyond that so shout out to Langston Hughes beyond the bullshit beyond the bullshit (laughs) love that Bianca um I don't have any individual I think that I want to shout out as a whole um we have the black community yes I love that yeah we have come a long way yes um and we have a long way to go but I'm super proud of us super proud of our past the strength that they've given us and um I'm looking forward to generational wealth. Mm, ain't that true? Yeah. Okay. Um, looking, Love that. Yes. We are striving we as are. a whole now. Yes, we are. <laughs> um, so that was Marvin, by the way. That was not us. No, that was me. Oh, that was you? Yeah. I got a work oh. alarm. I forgot about it. <laughs> I thought we said do not disturb. It's a work alarm. So oh, it still goes yeah, off? Yeah, it still okay. goes off. I um, forgot. All right. So my influential person, you actually mentioned him. I'm going to give it to Chris Brown. <laughs> I have to. I have to. And the reason being, not only is he a living legend, 
and we are fortunate enough to be around for his talents. I love the fact that he finally stood up for himself. Mm -hmm. Like he has, he just had so many trials and tribulations and he's just been like fighting through and just trying to just continue his passion, which is performing, dancing and singing and putting out content. I think now we finally got to hear his point of view with how he was feeling with the media Mm -hmm. constantly Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. on his ass when he puts out something. So I loved his rant on mm-hmm. Instagram. Like I was resharing everything, and shout out to Breezy. I'm team shout out Breezy. To Breezy. Ben Team Breezy for over ten years. In my zone, best mixtape R&B <laughs> album of all time. Yeah. Shout out to Chris Brown. So my favorite Chris Brown album because I'm a diehard fan. So I'm gonna just put Heartbreak it out there. After Hotels. No, that's not mm-hmm. even an album. Oh, you Heart- just said that. That's a Heartbreak on a Full Moon. Oh, close. I was close. I was close. I was it's close. a dope <laughs> album, but no. My favorite has to be, I want to say, exclusive. Okay. So it had wall to wall. Okay, had, I'm glad um, you're giving us a song. Okay. So I don't know. <laughs> Same. I'm like, what's uh, right, so. I, Wait, wait. Can I tell you about when I start really, really liking Chris Brown? So back in the MySpace days, it was this challenge. It was like for a Crest toothpaste commercial. And it was, it was you had to sing Chris Brown with you, or you had to sing Trey songs. Um, the one where he trying to take the girl from the other dude. So I was trying to record myself singing. It was horrible. Singing Chris Brown? With you, with you. With you got you. the video? Hell no. Oh. <laughs> I want to put it on the picture. It, it was bad. But, you know, shout out to Chris Brown. Shout out to Breezy. 1989 stand up. You already know. Um, it's a great year. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, before we get out of here, Bianca, any last things you want to shout out or mention? <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this. But oh, no, I had a God. great time, guys. Let's cheer. Cheers. We're still at the beginning of the year. Yeah, set up for podcast. And you coming on. Thank you for that. Thank you. We wanted to have more women representation just because mm-hmm. in the beginning it was a lot of like Aaron's friends who were males and who Ooh. were in the sports and the athletics. So just to have and a lot Dana's of females on here. Low key. <laughs> but just to have more women on here, I feel like it's important. And, and that's a perfect segue into yes, Women's History women's Month. History Month. Because it's Women's History Every Day. And it's specifically Dana History Month coming up in Oh, yeah. I'm going, March. yo, I'm outside. Yes, queen, yes, queen, yes, queen. Yes, like, queen, I'm on yes, queen, yes, queen. Yeah, I'm Ooh. excited. So, so, with that being said, make sure if y'all want to join the conversation, whether it's being in this seat next to us, or if it's just having different discussions online, make sure I hit up W-O-A-W at, oops, oh I keep God. fucking it up. W-O-A-W-Pod <laughs> at gmail.com. See, I never fucked it up until I called you out on it. You yeah, know? that's that's karma. Ah, karma. Thank you. I take that kind of karma. Don't give me nothing else. I don't need it. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, thank you for tuning in. And we outside. And we out. And we out. You gonna rap? I rap.